Guy Pierce plays Lenny? Or is it Sammy? Or is it Teddy? Who the hell is this guy? We watched Memento to find out how good was it. Welcome back, people, to HGWI question mark, aka How Good Was It? Where each week we review something, usually a movie. Well, it's only been movies so far. Um, but usually we go back into our past and dip into the memory banks to pull out a movie from our butts or our minds, <laughs> whichever, <laughs> whichever end you use the most. And we go back and see how these movies hold up. And this week we have a good one. But first, of course, greetings and salutations, Scott. Hey, how's it going, Jim? And saludo to you, Joe AP. Buongiorno. Oh, look at you all fancy. Wow. <laughs> love it. Love it. Welcome back, guys. Uh, love to be here with you once again for, well, this is what we're doing this week. You know, Oppenheimer, the movie. The Oppenheimer week. Yes. It is coming out this week. I think it comes out today as we're recording this. And so to tie in, or as a lead-in to this movie, we're going to dip into Mr. Nolan's past. Christopher Nolan, to you, the director, famed director of many incredible and stellar movies. Classics. Yes. Hit but, after hit after hit. Yes, yes. Consistent. Consistent mm. is the man. But we're going to start off with one of his early ones that really got notice for him. Memento. I guess I've already told you about my condition. Oh, well, only every time I see you. It's my memory. Amnesia. No, 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 no. It's different from that. I have no short-term memory. I know who I am. I know all about myself. I just, since my injury, I can't make new memories. Everything fades. I've told you this before, haven't I? What's the last thing that you do remember? My wife. Second film ever. Momentous. Was it a second Sorry. film? Second film, yeah. First film was a film called The Following, or maybe just Following. Oh, I never and saw then that. Uh, Memento. It's English. It, it, it takes place in England. It's in black and white. It's very. Uh, How old was he then when he first? I is think it, maybe. Is he old? Is, yeah, I think he was probably in his early thirties then. Okay. Yeah, I think he's. I think I would say he's like late fifties, mid to late fifties now. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how was that one? The following you said? It's good. It's good. It's short. It's only like an hour and nine minutes. Yeah. No, it's nobody's in it. No, it's all no names. It's uh, it's mysterious. It's, it's good. It's when no one wanted to work with him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got, it got him the attention to make Memento, which is the first time I had ever heard of him was Memento. And I, you know, it was a, Memento was a critically raved about small released film. You know, when it came out, yes. it was barely playing in any theaters. I remember having to drive like uh, quite a bit of a distance to go see it. And I dragged, mm -hmm. I was one of when Mary and I first started dating. And that was uh, one of the first movies we saw together. And uh, oh, I think wow. you're a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. So you brought <laughs> me to this movie. And, and it, that movie, this movie is intense. This movie, uh, it, it broke my brain watching it the first time. Oh, you yeah. know, it's, uh, yeah. It uh, it's 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 shot backwards. It's shot out of sequence. It's it's like all it's it keeps you. It makes it repli replicates the uh the like losing your own memory. You know, it's it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And it's something that Nolan has done from now on, he messes with time and perception, and it's he's a master at doing that. He sure is. You you mentioned you 
you saw this shortly or when you had just recently met your wife, which is yes. around what? Around the, the turn uh, of 2000. the century. Yeah, yeah. No, this is 2000. Now, yeah, interestingly enough, my wife introduced me to this movie. I never heard it. I had just, I had met her shortly before I met you and before you met your wife. It's, it's like was very short time span. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she turned me on to this movie. She was like, you got to see this movie. And I'm like, huh? I've never heard of it. Never heard of Christopher Nolan. Wow. What a game changer, man. This movie was a total mindfuck at the time. It really was. Um, Nolan's talented at that, man. He 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 knows how to portray, um, well, at, at least I should say he knows how to engage the viewer and really twist the visuals in a way to control the essence of time passing. Yeah. You know, he's so good at that. Very creative. Yeah, a lot yeah. of creative. I mean, it's just film after film. Now, Joe, I, I think you haven't seen this movie, right? This may be the first time that we've done the first half of the podcast that none of us have seen it. You, yeah, have, I you have, haven't seen it. I have, haven't seen this particular movie, but I have seen a lot of his later ones, The Dark Knight, the Interstellar, yeah. all the other movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you see Dunkirk? I think Dunkirk. I've, I've seen Dunkirk. Favorite. Yeah, that yeah. might be my favorite Christopher oh. Nolan movie. I, I Dunkirk really was that. good. Yeah, I like that a lot. That was heavy duty. Yeah, it's, man. that Ooh. feels like you're in war. Like I saw that in the theater, and that same thing. I felt like I was on that beach. I felt like I felt like it was. Well, a, that's that's. Yeah, I think that's the that's why that's the we had that high anticipation for that new movie that coming out because he's so good at doing war movies and you know sure like big impact. Yeah, Dunkirk, man, it grabs you by the throat from the word go from yeah. the first and there's scene, like no dialogue man. too the crazy thing about the movie there's barely any dialogue in the whole film it's just you know him shooting these people in these unreal situations and the same thing messing with time you know there's the the one day is is them leaving trying to flee and then mm -hmm. the boat takes place over one week and then the the flight is over one hour you know so he's doing he's shooting three different things and then merging it together and it's I, I don't I don't know how he does it. It's like he's like a mathematician in a way, you know, he he figures out a formula how to make all this stuff go together. And it's it's crazy. Yeah, very much. So. That's a that's a good terminology for him, a mathematician, because it's like I imagine him writing. Well, I mean, this is the way a lot of movies are written and where they you have scenes and they're even putting it up on a board on a wall or something. And they're kind of, you know, mixing and matching and, and changing uh uh scenes or order of scenes but he must his i imagine his shit must be like so precise oh you know he's got a um, storyboard the hell out of these movies oh man uh he he's just a master at it at this point but um but yeah memento was yes, memento <laughs> yes that's where he got noticed man that's what that's where yeah he started uh having a voice so to speak and within the movie industry and what do we remember about this movie? I, I think it was around, it was around 2000-ish, right? It was 2000. I believe it came oh, out it 2000. Oh, it was 2000. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's Guy Pierce is the star. Yeah. Australian actor, Guy Pierce, super skinny, uh, <laughs> is the star of this movie. Did he uh, lose weight for the movie? Uh, I'm sure he... I mean, he's always been a very skinny yeah, actor. I'm sure okay. he had to be because he had to have his shirt off. So he had to be a little bit ripped. I mean, he's like a skinny ripped in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the lady from The Matrix, uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Is like oh, kind of like the femme fatale in this former uh, uh, person from the podcast we've talked about a few times, Joey Pantalone. Mm -hmm. Joey Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Yeah. Joey Pants he, is fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Joey Pants from the <laughs> Goonies from the first episode. He was yes, in yes. as well. He's uh, in it. And 
not there's only a few other characters that kind of come in and out after that they're like the main characters in the movie but it's some it's a mind fuck the best way to put this movie you know you know the the narrator is the unreliable narrator you know he doesn't he can't really remember like uh really what happened to him you know so Mm -hmm. joe the premise of this movie is this guy's a detective and he had some kind of traumatic experience and he uh, has a memory loss where he can only retain memories for like five minutes. His wife is murdered. His wife got murdered. I think that maybe that happened with the memory loss at the same time. I don't know. Something, okay. something like maybe that. The case, yeah. yeah. And he's trying to solve her murder. So he only remembers things for like five minutes. So he starts tattooing stuff on his body. Like, you know, Wait, let me cut you off. When yeah. you said he had only five minutes memories, it's just that short term memories, right? So yeah, it's sort of like he, he has that long term memories locked in it's just like the old memories pre brain injury he remembers but then after that everything from then it's like every day every five minutes is like a brand new day to him so he literally has to tattoo all over his body to you know like clues to what he thinks is trying to solve his wife's murder like you know like don't trust this guy and uh you know go and do this and so Mm -hmm. every day like when he when he's putting on his clothes he sees all these clues so he starts going to try to solve the mystery and so there's some things that maybe he got lied to and he thinks is fact and he's tattooing it on his body. So it's leading him down the wrong path sometimes. Somebody should have given him a Sharpies. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should, he should, Spend yeah. the whole time tattooing his skin. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting movie. It cuts like, I think when it, when he he's trying to remember stuff, it's in black and white. And mm-hmm. then what, and then modern times or whatever is going on right then, it's in color. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a film noir. It's, you know, it's a detective story. But like I said, it's an unreliable narrator. So you don't really, even in the end, you're not even based, sure. Based on you're himself. not even sure if he actually got it right or if yeah. he if he actually, uh, you know, what he thinks he's solving is the right thing. Sound, sounded like Christopher Nolan taking the audience to his brain and become exactly this detective himself. And at the end, even he result, he solved the the case or not you felt the same way he felt at the end yeah almost. yeah that's part of the brilliance of this wow. movie okay. is that your guess is as good as the characters exactly <laughs> you know you literally discovering things right as he is and yeah. you're just as clueless as he is with the with the ending and the payoff it really is a payoff mm-hmm. because it's like holy shit <laughs> you know it's very yeah. much a holy shit type of moment when things come together so to speak and you're so, going like backwards in time in it too. Is it though it goes back and forward? Yeah. So much so that I honestly, Joe, I think there's a movie you need probably need to watch twice before you actually do the next podcast. And after the first mm. time I watched it, I'm like, this is amazing, but I was I was still confused. You know, it was just like it oh, it yeah. messes with your brain. It really does. It bears repeated okay. watchings for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the case with a lot of Nolan's films. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Tenet was like that too. Yeah, I don't uh, know about Tenet. Tenet may be my least favorite. <laughs> what, what, do you, what was your opinion on Tenet? Well, I, I think with Tenet is that there was such a, a big promotional buildup for that movie. Yeah. So, so the expectations were high. And when I saw it in the theater, my wife and I, and we were just like, of course, as with many of Nolan's movies, there's a lot of like, huh? <laughs> like what mm. the hell is going on but the payoff for this movie wasn't shocking it wasn't as earth shattering it wasn't mm-hmm. and i think that's where the the movie the movie had great moments in it and definitely yeah. great acting but yes as, as you know when you look at uh nolan's career as a director and as a storyteller um it is not one of his strongest moments it was it was done 
really well. Cinematographer, cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cinematography was stunning in that movie, yeah. but you know, it was it kind of like a had kind of like a dud feel by the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now he's uh he's really got into you know his first like this is a small film Memento it's very you know very condensed it didn't take place in L- downtown L.A. and it really mm-hmm. it's not all these big huge pieces but since the Dark Knight movies he's done just bigger and bigger and more epic movies I mean have Dunkirk it's a huge movie you know it's uh, yeah big production know, he, he but his first like few films are very mm-hmm. much like you know smaller you know, indie kind of films, you know, this film, um, mm. there's a film that he did with Al Pacino called, um, uh, what the hell's the name then? What was the uh, premise? Uh, uh, they go, they're in Alaska and uh, they're trying to solve a murder. Oh, Al, yeah, yeah. Al, it was a, a murder mystery movie. Yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. good. Oh, Robin uh, Williams plays a killer. Yeah, the, I, I, thought, man, I think that's actually an underrated movie. I love that movie. movie. That's, Insomnia. 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 Yes. It's a great movie. Yes. And the same thing, you know, they mess with your mind there too because they're there during Alaska during the summer when it's almost 24 hours of sunlight mm-hmm. and Al Pacino already has insomnia. He can't sleep. Mm-hmm. He also can't, it's worse because it's sunny, sunny out all the time. So mm-hmm. he really can't sleep. He's trying to solve this murder and he's like just going crazy doing it. And it's uh, it's a great film. I had no yeah. idea that was actually Nolan. Yep. I didn't know. I remember watching that movie. I remember I think it, I watched it when it came out like on cable or on DVD or whatever. And that's when I watched it, but I had no idea it was Nolan. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that fits right in. How did he get? How did he get caught up doing all these comics? You know, uh, movies. uh, Oh, they offered. I mean, he made. He had three. You know, three really critically acclaimed films. You know, you had, Mm -hmm. uh, you had Memento, you had um, Insomnia, and then he did one called. why, why am I blanking all his movies? The one with Christian Bale, where they're mm-hmm. they played magi- magicians. Um, Him and uh, was it Eric Bana or no, was it no, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. They, they, and David Bowie's in it. David, yeah. David Bowie plays Tesla in it. It's uh, not one of my favorites. The, pre- the Prestige. Yeah, yeah, I it like wasn't that bad. But yeah, it wasn't... No, I, that's another one. That's a, you know one of a shocking ending. Movies. Is that a music yeah, musical music musical? No, kind of, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> No, no, it's a, it's it's a very good movie. I think you're I think you'd like it, Joe. Um, mm. and then uh, then he got Batman right after that. No, you'd like it. It's good. Christian Bale stars in it. You like it? I, uh, I, what's her name's in it too? Scarlett Johansson's in it. I saw um, Man of Steel last week. That, that has nothing by, to do with this at all. It was by <laughs> it was it was by Christopher Nolan. No, no well, he produced. Man. I think he produced. Um, no, he, he just well, gets. He had a, like a lot of the um. Because because of his deal with Batman, they had to throw his name on a lot of that stuff. He had nothing. Really, he had yeah. very little. He yeah. he helped uh, Zack Snyder kind of. I think he, developed he gave him I... a, a, a kind of a guiding light. Yeah, as to Snack Rider, Zack Snyder. That's his brother, um, <laughs> Zack Snyder's vision for the for the whole superman and whatever yeah. they wanted to well, leave i think to. they wanted him to do the superman and he was like i think maybe he was an early development i think that's the only reason why he's on the the, okay. the production for it but he, uh, he, he did his thing with it. that was enough that was more than enough yeah, yeah mean, he it, was done with it he says he's not gonna do any more superhero movies oh i don't blame him yeah i don't blame him he's, he's, he has bigger fish to fry you know he has yeah. better stories to tell the whole superhero genre thing it's great i love it i'm a big geek but mm. um you know it could be uh limiting you know, yeah. in in many ways, and and he's he has such vision. You can't rein him in. Um, yeah. Did you see that picture of uh? And even I'm sure they had interviews with him. And you know, he shot this new film 
uh, Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer. Sorry, I don't know if I'm pronouncing pronouncing it correctly. It's German. It's okay. Well, yeah. well, I don't want to. Oppenheimer. Coming after Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, we're in such trouble now, man. <laughs> we're gonna get blacklisted. Anyway, well, there goes our German audience. Uh, <laughs> But uh, did you see the the actual? Because he filmed it all in IMAX, right? Something to yeah. that effect. Did yeah. you see the size of this freaking film? The oh, real? It, the, the, well, the camera they said weighs like seventy pounds or something ridiculous like that. Like the cameraman literally had to like practice like carrying like heavy weight on their on their shoulders because oh, yeah, you, you're, the film these cameras are huge and they weigh a ton. Mm. Wow, hey man, dedication to craft, you know. Some of the best directors, actors, whatever. It's like we did Mission Impossible last week. We were talking about Cruz. It's kind of that same mentality that if he's mm-hmm. going to do it, he's going to go all yeah. the way with it. You know, he's yeah, one of those type of storytellers. He's a perfectionist. It's, yeah. it's, uh, for Interstellar, uh, you remember Interstellar, they, they lived on a farm and they mm-hmm. had a, you know, they, they raised corn. So he literally grew a cornfield and uh you know grew corn from, from the ground up so that he could because that's exactly where you want the form farm so he grew a cornfield for the movie and then he said he sold the corn afterwards and made made pretty good money off of it oh how smart was that Jeez, <laughs> wow that's brilliant that was another movie i mean that was i remember it was it was huge at the time or at least the the expectations out of it were huge yeah but i remember it getting a sort of like mixed reactions yeah but i think I it's it. I, I liked it too. And it's, again, it's what, like, you know, a lot of his films, it's kind of one of those films you have to watch more than once. Right. Really I think I saw down. it a few times. It's, it's going yeah. back and forth in times and, you know, the ending is kind of trippy for me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's coming, but, you know, the ending was almost when, at the when beginning. his daughter is an old, is yeah. old on her deathbed mm-hmm. and he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit trippy for me. Well, if you smoke a big fatty, it all comes together. <laughs> Yeah, it really I'm does. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Oh, Guy Pierce. Now, at the time, so we're going 2000. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned uh, Catherine Moss. Is that her name? Uh, From yeah, Catherine. The Matrix. Yeah, yep. yeah. Catherine Moss. So yeah. at that time, was she a bigger star than Guy Pierce? Because yeah. she was coming off of The Matrix. Yeah, The Matrix had already mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, even though it's her part in the in the movie is really not that big of a part, no, you know, she's no. kind of like a femme fatale kind of. I think in his mind she is, but also I don't. I think it. I don't think it's true. I think he's like just projecting something on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think her her character in the end really doesn't have a lot to do with his story. Yeah, this was pretty early in in Guy Pierce's movie career, as far yeah. as I can remember. And yeah, I don't remember him in anything. Yeah, yeah. and he's, so when's, he, he's when's the last guy. time you saw the movie, Scott? Uh, it's been quite a while. I I own it on DVD, uh, so I don't have to pay for it like you guys. But uh, uh, <laughs> I I this is a movie that I probably would have said ten years ago is my my favorite movie. Uh, but okay. I I honestly haven't watched it probably in fifteen twenty years. Okay. It's the same for me actually. When when uh my wife and I started seeing each other, we I went with her. We bought the DVD, and uh, to, and that's the first time I watched it, and I still have it, but. I don't have a DVD player, so <laughs> I'll be paying to watch it on some oh. kind of streaming service. I was um, so happy that I got my DVD player up and running. I was so impressed that it, it worked. Really? When was the I last walk, time you used that thing? A weekend at Bernie's. Who are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. How soon? Yeah, they come forget. on. My Papa John's uh, DVD copy of Weekend at Bernie's. I'm still waiting for my, what is it, chicken strips or whatever the oh, hell Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah. I think I still have it around here somewhere. Yeah, you better cash it in, sucker. Um <laughs> Yeah, so what do we remember about this movie? I mean, you pretty much gave us the uh, a decent enough 
plot synopsis. I mean, that's the gist of it. I think anything else outside of it is is bordering on spoiler material yeah. for Joe, yeah. at least. Yeah. So you yeah. said the ending is pretty crazy, almost like what's going on. Yeah, not almost what, like what's going on. What but would one expect for this from this movie? I think it's a surprise ending in a way. You know, I think. Uh, yeah, no, you gotta. I don't want to ruin it for you, Joe. I really think you really? should. Uh, I think you should watch it, and then it's a, it's a good ending to discuss for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. The the key word with Nolan's work is patience. Mm. That's the key word. You gotta have it's it's in this age of um very short attention spans. Mm -hmm. You know, we're used to social media. We used to th things whizzing by, scrolling through things in in the blink of an mm -hmm. eye. His work is just not like that you know you gotta sit you gotta watch you you can't mm -hmm. watch one of his movies and be on your phone or your ipad because you'll miss some shit and you'll miss crucial stuff that by the time if you don't take it in while you can by the time you get to the ending you're gonna be like oh crap i missed a lot of shit yeah, I yeah what happened why are they yeah. here yeah yeah so it warrants like watching it you know where you can truly focus it focus on it um and this movie is is right in there with that ideology i mean it's it's a suspense thriller mm. you know it's it's it has elements of old detective noir you know and it's done very well very tastefully and guy pierce is just phenomenal in he's this great i thought he was going to be a star after i saw yeah. this i mean he still yeah. does act but he's now he's he's just a character actor i remember him from yeah. a, another movie the time machine yeah machine. yeah and i think remember he did that, that shortly after this yeah, it's early 2000 movie. Yeah, too. and and that was a man. <laughs> what? I don't remember the time machine. Maybe, maybe that? that was it was a remake. It's actually a remake of, of right. the, There's a original. I think the original came out in the 50s. Yeah, he made 60s. a time machine, and then and uh, yeah, it takes hmm. place back in the day. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what year or what century, but yeah, it's what it is. He builds a time machine, goes back in the past, gets into some shitty situation mm -hmm. but I, I mean it's, oh, it's yeah, yeah. he did well enough in it i mean he's again he's a great actor very gifted but the the story i forgot who directed it was i think it was a big time director too hmm. at that time the time and, machine uh, yeah uh, joe's got imdb up he yes, must be looking at yeah. do your thing <laughs> Joe. do your thing <laughs> just like interesting i well i remember him in la confidential mm -hmm. um wasn't he also? I believe he was in the the one of the newer Alien movies, the one the the Alien movie that Ridley Scott made about ten years ago. Um, not Prometheus. Not Prometheus. The one that the Alien, not Resurrection. I don't know. I I watched Covenant? it when, when, when we reviewed uh, Aliens. I watched it, but it, he's in that. He plays like the, the, this rich guy who uh, wants to. Oh no, he is in Prometheus. He's a rich guy in Prometheus. That he's the one that wants to go there because he he oh, the old the old man. Yeah, yeah. That gets ripped oh. in half by like the um by those. Oh big, yes, you're uh, right. Oh yeah, creatures. that was him. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. I Simon, totally forgot. Simon he was Wells, June. Oh, Simon okay. Wells. Simon. Are you, are you Simon? Oh, Simon maybe? <laughs> Close enough. Simon. I, 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 I speak Joe AP. Uh, I speak that it's, language. It's, it's Simon. Simon. It's like, oh, you know, Simon. Like, yeah <laughs> well maybe it wasn't a big time director because i don't remember who simon wells is, so maybe i was off base it's, with that it's but, uh... russell simon well <laughs> no, <Lord. sighs> okay so memento um yeah. <laughs> i think that about covers it to be honest i, I can't imagine us touching upon anything else it's, it's one of those movies you just got to sit down and watch 
And then I'm sure on the second half of this episode, we're going to have quite a bit to talk about. And it's yeah. mostly going to be answering Joey P's conf- questions because he's going to be very confused. By this. Yeah. If you only watch it once for the first time, Joe, it, it's going to be like, huh? It's going to it's going to you're going to be thrilled. You're uh, going to be kept in suspense for sure. That's what I was, was going to listen to a review instead of watching it at first. What? Oh, no, no. I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do. Don't watch a sum- summary. It's it, half the fun with Nolan's movie is figuring it out on your own, mm-hmm. you know. And and this is again, this is right up there. In the, in I'll, the- I'll start it tonight and then I'll watch it again tomorrow. There okay. you go. Yeah. Some homework. Um. Yeah. But um. Okay. Memento, man. Let's let's get cracking on this. Uh. It's it made for a, a shorter first half for this mm-hmm. episode, but I think because most of the work will be done in our second half to our memento episode yeah um anything else you guys want to cover while we're still on Uh, the air i think we're good let's let's watch it okay to watch this joe ap i am gonna start playing right now in five Uh, minutes again i strongly advise don't be on your phone don't do no side shit don't try to explain to al no No. that's right no She's going to be quick. Don't let her, because if she's anything like my wife, she's going to be asking you questions and you're going to uh-huh. have to be like pausing the movie to explain shit. No, don't do that. Be like, be like, on some like, zip it. I'm watching Memento and it's mm. for the show. And with that, thank you for supporting us so far. We've been receiving nice comments, nice reviews, not only from friends and families, but even a few, um, you know, on platforms Rando. and such. It's very nice. So thank you for your support. Um, for those who don't like the show, thank you for not liking the show. But um, listen to it anyway. Please yes. subscribe. Thank you for your support. We will see you again uh, for the second half of How Good Was It? Memento. Let's see how this holds up. Say bye, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? Look for new episodes of How Good Was It? every Tuesday on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, and YouTube. Make sure to follow, to like, and subscribe. For more How Good Was It? check out at How Good Was It? Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, and TikTok. For Twitter, you can find us at HGWIPod. Welcome back to How Good Was It, where we review movies, and I was tempted to say movies from our past, but well, I guess this qualifies, but it is, there is a correlation here, folks. We're doing the film Memento today, and this is in honor of the very talented director Christopher Nolan, but we, before we get into anything, of course, Greetings and salutations to my two favorite guys. Hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back, Jim. And hello, Joe AP. Greeting, greeting. What is up, fellas? Now, if we sound a little groggy, it is because this is a special morning edition. We've never done this (laughs) this early. If you guys happen to catch some of this video on YouTube, the back of my living room is very well lit for once. And you're able to see what's going back there. The same for uh, Joey P's bedroom. But uh, the only one who doesn't have a, a different background today is Scott, because he was smart enough. What are you talking about? I'm in the, I'm in San Francisco. I'm at the Golden oh, Gate Bridge. Oh, 
Oh, well, well, speaking of San Francisco, which is a distant vacation spot. <laughs> and of course, I did warn you, Scott, that I was going to bring this up during the show. Scott mm -hmm. is going away. Oh, really? I'm on vacation. Yeah, well, this is a normal thing. People do this, guys. They go on vacation. I'm going to uh, Alaska. I'm White flying village. to Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver in a few hours and uh, trying to record wait. before we go. Uh, listener Scott is a white Caucasian male. I think only white people do go on Alaska cruises. So you, you oh, may, that, I may, that, it may be a stereotype. That mm. goes without saying, bro. That only white people take. Yeah, Alaska I'm sure cruise. it's a very white cruise. You guys come from the cold, and you stick to the cold, <laughs> and it's okay. Uh, only, only ice. White people want to see icebergs. Yeah, that's 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 me. What kind of vacation is it? Like a like a sort of like a just a vacation, or what's going on? Yeah, just a vacation. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> it's a, a a family vacation. Well, not my family, Mar Mary's family vacation, and I'm. Yeah, you know, this is this is a rare thing. I I mean, I vacation with Mary and her family quite often, but her mother and father are going with us too. So it's, really, uh, oh, yeah. Cool. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's so nice. it should be five of us there. It'll it'll wow. It'll be a nice I, fun cruise. Good how times do you get, in the jacuzzi. How do you get Mary's dad to go on a cruise? He doesn't go anywhere. I, I don't know. Sure. That's good. I mean, uh, yeah, I've never I've never vacationed with him before. It'll be fun. Yeah, what ages I, are there in um, uh, her parents? Like like what age? Oh, I don't know. In the well, 70s, take a, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Early seventies, I think. Wow. I I think I'm I've known Mary as long as I you know known Mary. I don't think I ever met her parent, her dad actually. Her mom not, I know very well. Not not for reference. Mary is a Scots wife. This isn't just some random stranger we picked off the street that we're talking about. <laughs> just, I'm just vacationing just with some in. random person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, in the picture, it would be a random guy in a group picture, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know who the random guy is. That's me. I, I see some guy that got in the frame. Yes, yeah. yes. There's, there'll Which, be some Photoshop in our future. I actually have a funny story to tell to share oh, off the oh track. Boy. Um, well, it, it's very innocent, actually. Oh. So I was at the pier. Um, this is when I studied to live down downtown St. Pete. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, we I normally run around, run along the, the, the water edge along the pier in St. Pete. And one day I, <clears throat> I saw a, a group of Asian people were taking pictures. So I offered to take a photo for them. And then another white guy walked through and said, hey, go, go. He, he said, I'll take pictures for you. Go. Oh boy. <laughs> he told me to go join the family, take a photo. And the whole time the family said, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they were just telling me to take to join the, my family. Where was this? You were, where were In St. Pete. Right? Listen, St. man. Listen, this is the country we live in, bro. You can't. I mean, come I mean, on, man. It, it, I mean, I'm sure he he did it out of good heart, you know. Uh, he just tell he just like grab try to grab my camera, the camera, and said, "Go, go, uh, you know, I'll go join your family." And at the whole time, I don't believe that for a sec. He knew exactly what he did. You probably looked just <laughs> like them, yeah. The whole time, the whole family was like, "No, no, 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 no." But they're not from here either. That's that's the funny part. They're like they're not even my race, you know. <laughs> anyways, I like that story. That's a good uh, morning story. So wait a minute. Uh, so we're talking about Mo Momento. So you said, how did you pronounce the name of this film? Is it Momento? Memento. I think it's Memento. M-E-M-E. -M -E, mm. no. 
I've Momento. always called it Momento. I'm not sure. I, I I mean, it's spelled with M-E, but I thought it was it was pronounced. Okay, Momento, well, we need but, to solve this but, mystery but, right now before it, we go on, because I don't want to do Christopher Nolan no injustice. It, it is Memento. It is M-E-M-E-N-T-O. If you want to call it Memento, Scott, nobody will get mad at you. It's fine. We'll know what you're talking about for the purposes of this uh, podcast. Yeah, so should we just jump right in, or are we going to sure. uh, uh, traverse all over Scott's upcoming Wait, vacation are we done uh, on the vacation I mean, we have plenty of time to talk about vacation so where, no. where are you going though you haven't tell us where exactly you're going what are you talking about i told you i'm going on an alaskan cruise what do you, oh, what do you mean okay. you don't listen yeah i think we did enough on scott's vacation leave the man alone. yeah let him leave yeah. in peace all right uh and edit now okay go ahead now now we can go <laughs> we can get into the movie so memento <laughs> yeah so so as we were saying before uh Chris Nolan's new outing, Oppenheimer, should be out now. Um, and uh, at least one of us has watched it, and the others are watching it today. And you will get a review from How Good Was It on this new movie. But we thought we'd give it a little bit of a warm-up with Memento. Um, upon rewatching, man, I personally hadn't seen this movie since around the time it came out, which was, I believe it was 2000. Yeah, um, it came out 2000. Yes. And, and so what was funny is um, I watched this movie yesterday, but I told my wife, this is one of my wife's favorite movies. As a matter of fact, she turned me on to this movie. I had never heard of it. And she was like, we need to watch this movie. You'll love it. And she was absolutely right. What I, she, it, what was funny is, so when I told her the other day that we're doing an episode on Memento, her first response was, I thought you only did like retro movies, movies from the past. And I'm like, well, this movie or getting old baby 23 years, years ago like, like what what classifies as retro to you she was like oh my mm -hmm. god we're old i'm like uh, yes hello did you just come to this realization it can yeah. be considered a classic movie at this point mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think uh guy pierce guy pierce looks so young in this movie it's like oh, i'm yeah. so used to him seeing as an old man now yeah mm -hmm. yeah he was young lean and ready to go man and he was he was a fine actor, man. He was this was he a was great in the performance. I I think I remember from watching this thinking he was going to end up being a star, and yeah, I never really no. happened to him. He's a character actor now, but no, he he was great in this. I you know this so, is a role you would think there's to be like Brad Pitt or something in. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. It, like uh, this kind of remind me the Fight Club movie, you know, mm -hmm. the, in a way. But I was trying to watch this movie at work yesterday. And I have you cannot watch this. No, yeah, no, this is this movie needs your full attention. I so think we I told had, you this. Yeah, I had to come back home. I actually watched this movie two and a half times because yeah, for sure. At the, at the end, I finished at the end. I came back and watched the beginning. So that's how it ties into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, I, movie, I mean, this is a movie that you really do. I, I think we, we weren't kidding. This is a movie you have yeah. to watch multiple times to really like pick up a lot of the stuff. You know, yeah. it, it pays off the more you watch it. Yeah. What do you think, June? Do you remember how it, it sounds? It, the movie it looks like the scene was like looping each other in, looping closer and closer and far away and closer. Like uh, The first time I watched this movie, I do remember it did bring back that feeling of uh, what the F is going on. Yeah. Um, no, he's messing with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but after, you know, a couple of those, uh, as you phrased them, loops, mm -hmm. get the idea of, OK, this is just kind of a different way to tell a story, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, very different way. I, I don't yes. know if I've ever seen anything done like this. It's no, a, not before. I mean, it's a, it's a testament to Nolan. And he just, he 
keeps doing it and it worked and it's amazing. And it worked brilliantly. I mean, you could tell, you know, I don't know. uh, I think Scott mentioned he had another film before this, which I've never watched. Following, which I started watching and I hadn't seen it in probably 20 years. And I started, I started last. I got about halfway through because I hadn't seen it forever, but I, I couldn't finish it. Oh, that's a lot of Nolan in one day. I saw three Nolan yesterday. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. Wow. (laughs) Was it anything like this where he plays with a, basically with no, not really. No. Okay. (laughs) No, it's more of a straight kind of like thriller. It's about a guy who likes to follow people and it ends up following a, a, a a burglar and then he gets kind of entangled in it. It's, uh, it's all no name actors. It's yeah, it's, it's different. It's a smaller film shot in black and white. It's, uh, it's different. Okay. Mm. I'll be sure to look it up one day when I have the time. Um, yeah, Joey P, this was your first time. I know, this, this is what I want to hear. It was the first time, and uh, first mistake was to try to watch it from work and, you know, kind of look at the, Every time I look at the screen, this the scene change. Sometimes <laughs> I thought I was, like, watching black and white movies. And we, some, did, we did warn you in yeah. the first half of this episode, this is a movie you got to watch. You can't do it while you're distracted by anything else around. Yeah, it was a trip on its own, and it was so confusing when I was watching it from at work. I, 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 I keep hearing conversation, but every time I look at the screen, it changes setting. So... But I managed to finish the movie and still don't know what the story was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, I, I was I remember watching it the first time, paying close attention and still being like, Man, oh, yeah. what? I, I don't know. And I think the more yeah. I watch it, the more I start picking up clues and more, the more I understand the movie, the more I've seen it. You know, yeah. the more I'm like, oh, OK, I, I get it now. No, I, I told I think this time I maybe I think I finally 100 percent understood the movie and probably like the fifth time I've seen it. So this is like a movie experience on its own. Like I oh, came yeah, home, for sure. yeah, very different I, movie experience. Yeah, I I watched again from the beginning, and then, and then and after I finish it, I rewatch it because there was a lot of question from mm-hmm. at the ending. But then I came to a conclusion that the beginning was the ending. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Good job, Joe. Right. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Before we get into the plot, which is which, I I could feel we're about to get into because yeah. I think Joey P has a lot of uh, unanswered questions we might have to. Uh, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk together. about it. Yeah. This is my second time watching the film. From the first time being around the time it came out. Uh, over oh, 20 years really? Ago. I thought you had re. You've never rewatched it. No. I thought maybe you rewatched, rewatched it in the it. early two thousand. Wow. No. Now, this no. is a movie that. Yeah, I definitely watched a few times early on just for the fact. I think I probably saw it twice in the theaters because after I saw it the first time, I really enjoyed it. But it was such a trip. It was so much of a trip that it, I think it almost gave me a headache because of mm-hmm. the way, you know, <laughs> I it, believe it, it keeps going back and forth and back and forth. And it's just it does. It, it's not the way your mind is used to watching a movie. And right. it, um, I but I was amazed so, by it. When so I let got me ask you it. this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> yes. So the black and white. That seemed to be the one that continues, like the conversation. So the black and white. It's like okay, he's so telling black, stories. Right? Yeah, black and white is supposed to be the facts, so it's supposed to be the objective, and then um, the color is supposed to be the subjective. So it's going to be more of like his, um, uh, kind of like his feelings about it. You know, it's not maybe not the truth. You know, maybe the more like the way he feels or the way he uh, he thinks is what's going yes. on. Yes. In other words, it's what he's guessing or it's what in, in his mind is what yeah. he has going on. And and once you well, get to the ending and, and uh, the 
what's really happened reveals itself mm-hmm. it kind of lands into place that was that's like the big dropper when yeah. um well we'll get into it when we get i'm sorry yeah. dude, you were about to uh no i and i my understanding was um the only real time the the it's when he tells story about um uh, the guy, what's his name? Um, Sammy, 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 Sammy Jenkins. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Sammy Jenkins, and and then at the end, I thought Sammy Jenkins is himself. That is, well, it is in a way. So his mind is not working. I, but I think we're doing the ending. So should we start oh. from the beginning? <laughs> no, this movie. I think anybody who's seen this movie gets where we're at with this because it, it is a. It's a it's a mind trip is what this movie is. You know, I, I I'm normally a, a big note taker whenever I, we do these podcasts. I normally have four pages of notes. I have about a half a page of notes here because I'm so <laughs> engrossed in the movie, even though you know this yeah. is a movie I probably should have took a lot of notes on. But I'm like, I'm just trying to watch it and trying to my mind's trying to grasp everything. And I'm just I don't I'm not writing anything down. So this is the one yeah. film that we've done so far that I've I didn't even bother or attempt to take notes. Because I know once yep. I took my, my eyes off mm-hmm. of the screen and it, and it happened like like there was one scene where I had to use the restroom and I went, OK, I'm just this I'm going to be gone for like not even 45 seconds. And lo and behold, <laughs> I found myself rewinding. I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, so, yeah, I didn't get to take any notes. I was going to say we're about to go into the plot synopsis or what what passes for a synopsis in our eyes. Cause... Yeah, I think we could do a really <laughs> short synopsis for this well, movie. Yeah, because you know, I think, I think if uh... we attempt to go through our usual where we go see no, the scene, we can't, it, it, I, we're yeah, going to get in no, shit a shit no, that, that's, yeah. that's true, because in my opinions, this movie could start in the middle. <laughs> In the, no, in the end, you know, it could start anywhere. We if might want to go yeah. backwards. We might want to start from you the know? ending. Exactly. <laughs> you think he wrote this movie linearly, and then went back and uh, and then like went in and like made it into a puzzle, like you know, and then changed the script so it would be in reverse. You know, like the, there was a regular story. Like I could see this movie shot like a regular movie yes. with the you know ending the way it began. And still being a, an interesting movie, but he, I think I wonder if he came up with a concept after he already had like the screenplay, and then it's like okay, if, but if I do this and I shoot it kind of in reverse, if it's uh, you know, this could be a mind trip. You know, so I, you know I, I I'm just curious how he did it. You know the expression right? Order with chaos. Mm-hmm. This is the order with chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a good. Yeah, yeah if it's yeah, if I it's. mean the story itself. If you watched it like the way from the beginning that way, maybe it's not that good of a movie. Maybe like ah, it's okay. You know, it's kind of hokey or whatever. But yeah, the way he shoots it, it makes you mm-hmm. really think. You know, well, think I, about the movie. I can't help but think actually that he planned it this way. In other words, yes, he did need to write the story linear, linear. Well, I can't even pronounce the word. They <laughs> well, well, in a linear word fashion. Li- literally. And yes. I can't even say it right either. Damn it. Thank you, Scott, <laughs> for your fucking $10 words. Try to throw <laughs> linear. Linear. Yes. Oh, Joe, geez, Joe, you're... <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the L Y at the end that gets me linearly. Okay. I got it there. Uh, Damn it. That's yeah, all you're going to get from me. I'll never say that word again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <clears throat> But anyway, back, we'll call it from now on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, I think he did. I think he had every intention of telling the story cinema uh, cinema wise in the way that it ended up more or less. But I think yeah. in order to do that, he had to write it linearly and then work his way and read. Well, this was written by him. And uh, I've noticed there was his another brother, brother, right? Is that his yeah, brother? His brother's yeah. a screenwriter. They've, they've, oh. they've collabed on a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, his brother is the one that wrote the TV series Westworld. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So his family's really interesting. So coming out with Oppenheimer, they, they've been a lot of talk about his brother. So one of his brothers, uh, his oldest brother, was arrested in, I believe, India. Uh, and he was accused of being an uh, assassin for hire. And what? his assassin's code name was Oppenheimer. And he, I think, is maybe still wanted there and, you know, had to escape the country. Um, and, yeah, so he has an old Sounds controversy who, to me. Yeah, no, it's it's serious. And his code name was actually Oppenheimer. Um, now, now, no one knows for sure if that's, uh, if he really was an assassin. I, I don't know if Christopher Nolan even, like, would say he's an assassin. But, yeah, he but he was accused of it. Yeah. Wow, that's an interesting yeah. fact. This is I mean, the writer brother? This is the director. Yeah, the writer director. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's weird. Hey man, the universe, the universe I mean, provides weirdness. I, I hear people pretend to be in certain role to write a book or story. Maybe mm -hmm. that could be part of his um, you know. He's writing about his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So well, now we see what led up to Oppenheimer, the movie. So how um, do you want to jump into this movie anyways? Oh, well, I mean, we can. Yeah, I don't know. Joe. Why, well, why let's you just make us? an attempt. Let's just who wants to <laughs> start? Right. I mean, who wants to make an attempt at starting? What's the first scene? No, the first scene is hip. Well, the first scene is interesting. Polaroid. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he's holding a Polaroid in his hand and it's fully developed and he's shaking it. Yeah. And then it's it's going backwards. So it's 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 becoming undeveloped as you go, as you know, so the, the Ari the clock is turning backwards, That's right? Deep. Which is it was a neat trick, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, the and then you see that he has just uh killed somebody. He just shot somebody uh in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the movie starts. You know, you see a guy from behind, you see the guy's glasses fall off, and then he mm -hmm. shoots him. And then that's he when you realize, yeah. So yeah, that then right it, it from there it's really going backwards how he got to the house he's at. Uh, it goes because it, it jumps back to earlier in the day when he meets a guy named Teddy. You know yeah. he's he's outside of a hotel that he's been staying in, and uh, some guy named Teddy comes up to him and uh, now there's Teddy played by uh, Joey Pants. Joey mm -hmm. Pants. Joey yeah. Pants is arriving. Yeah, he, the, he's they're supposed to be going somewhere, and he, I think every time he sees him, jeez, oh, what what is his character's name? What's um? He always yells it, kind of says his name. Lenny, uh, Leonard, or Lenny. Lenny, Lenny, Lenny is, Lenny. is the way he always greets yeah. him. Hey, Lenny. Yeah. So you you this is this starts the tale. It's kind of intertwining, and they'll they'll shoot a scene the about maybe three four minutes of a scene, and then the next scene will will start a little bit before that scene and then three, four minutes in, intertwining with the scene before it and then keep going backwards and backwards and backwards. And <clears> he's trying to figure out what's he trying to figure. He's trying to, he thinks he's trying to figure out who killed his wife. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he's trying to, he has all these Polaroid pictures that he keeps in his pockets to help him remember, you know, he's telling you as a narrator and the whole time there's a, a voiceover narration where he's describing mm -hmm. uh, what's been happening in his life and that he mm -hmm. has this condition. Everybody he sees, he tells them right away, hey, you know, I have a, a memory issue. You know, I uh, yeah. I don't remember new things. He keeps yeah. telling it over and over again that his and, you know, you come to find out his wife has died and he thinks he's he's looking for the, <clears throat> the killer. Or killer. But that's that was the only question. Most of the most question asked when they first initially um, hear about him, you know what? And they always say, what was your last memory of? And then 
that he will tell about, you know, he remember his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Why... Well, well, to clarify, okay, as far as his condition, because he does go into detail several times and you learn a little bit more about as you as the movie develops, mm-hmm. it's it's putting together puzzle pieces where you get a little piece at a time and it gives right. you that much more um semblance of the story. But as far as his condition, when his wife was murdered, something happens to his head. He had a, he got an, a head injury. Right. right. He thinks somebody and, hit him from behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see and... his head hit the floor and there's blood. Yep. And yep. when he wakes up or recovers from that head injury, um, he finds that he cannot form new memories. He Correct. holds yeah. all his original memories intact, whatever happened before his mm-hmm. wife's murder. But he, anything from then that. on, he can't retain. And he literally loses his memory. Um, it could be within minutes. Mm-hmm. So we're... we're, we're we're experiencing the, what's happening in the movie through his eyes and, yeah. and we're seeing as, as Scott mentioned before. <clears throat> um, and the reason I'm saying this is to make sense of it for me, not for you guys. Yeah. yeah Cause, no, cause no, I'm no, still trying to build this movie in my head. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, I watched this movie 20 over 20 years ago and I'm still discovering little snippets of information that kind of clarifies the plot as a whole. But that being said, yes, that, that, that's the gist of what happened to him his mental condition. He cannot form new memories and retain them. He loses the yeah. memories really right. quick. And it'll be like the, the the semblance you get from when this happens is it's almost like him waking up from a dream. It's almost like him waking yeah. up. Yeah. And there's the scene um, and that's coming up um, and it exemplifies this. It, it really hit it home for me is when he's in the bathroom with the bottle of alcohol. Mm, and yeah. he wakes up or yeah i would use the term wake up but that's not appropriate he just you see him lose the memory of what happened before that and he mm-hmm. in waking up he's like i don't feel drunk like like right. he's like i don't he doesn't know what just happened why he's in sitting on a toilet with a with a bottle of alcohol in his hand an empty yeah. bottle mm-hmm. and oh, there's another great scene where he's running and he's uh yes. he's running. He doesn't know if he's chasing the guy or being chased. Yes. And he's running and he starts chasing the guy. And then he realizes the guy pulls a gun, pulls a gun up and shoots at him. And he's like, oh, he, he realized he was being chased. So he turns around and starts running the other direction. Okay, so what am I doing? Oh, I'm chasing this guy. No. Chasing me. Oh, that's one of the best scenes. He's he's uh they're separated by they're in like an, an I guess in a parking lot. Yeah, and they're like running. Or something. They're kind of yeah. at pace with each other. And he again, I use the term wake waking up, but he doesn't wake up. He just lost whatever memory of what was yeah. happening at the time. And it's a very humorous scene, not not funny, haha. It's a ser- serious scene, but it's a good example of showing his that's one of the things Chris Nolan did brilliantly in this film. Is it's telling the story through his eyes. So you're kind of feeling what he's feeling. You're kind of experiencing mm-hmm. what he's experiencing and you're discovering things as he's discovering them. And at the same time, he's being manipulated by by exactly. the fact that that he's not knowing exactly what the story happened. You know, like remember the scene when he was beating up the girl and then yeah. she went and sat yeah. in the car for like a couple uh, minutes, came back well, in and she, completely she changed the whole story. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she was trying to egg him on to do it. And yeah. She took all the pens because she mm-hmm. knew he'd like he. So he, what he does also is he has all these pictures, mm-hmm. takes Polaroid pictures, and then he writes notes on it, and including all over his body, he writes notes. Uh, right. So he'll remember stuff, but 
it's so easy for it to be to go wrong. What's this all about? Uh, you don't have a fucking clue, do you? You're, you're, you're just blissfully ignorant, aren't you? Look, I have this condition. Yeah, I know all about your fucking condition, Leonard. Probably know more about it than you do. You don't have a fucking clue about anything else. What happened? What happened is that Jimmy went to meet some guy named Teddy. He took a lot of money with him and he never came back. Jimmy's partners think I set him up. I don't know if you know this, Teddy, or how well. Neither do I. Don't protect him. I'm not. Help me. How? Get rid of Dodd for me. What? Kill him. I'll pay you. Uh, uh, what do you think I am? I'm not going to kill someone for money. What then? Love? What would you kill for? Kill for your wife, wouldn't you? That's different. Not to me. I wasn't fucking married to her. Hey, hey. Don't talk about my wife. I can talk about whoever the fuck I want. I can say whatever I want and you won't remember. I could call your wife a fucking whore and we can still be friends. Calm down. Easy for you to say you can't get scared. You don't know how, you fucking idiot. This is a heart-wrenching movie. By the time oh, you yeah. get to the end and you make the realization, and again, you make it as... You make you discover what's happening as he's discovering it, or well, I guess you could say that, but it's heart wrenching when you when you well, find out what's going on. Everyone's manipulating him. Everybody is using him. You you feel like he's he's been in mm -hmm. the same orbit now for it probably like a, over a year with the same people, and they mm -hmm. all know him and they all know his condition. But every time he wakes up, I think some of some of them play like they don't know it, so he explains yeah. it, mm -hmm. and everybody's manipulating manipulating him in some way even the guy he's you know renting a, a room at a hotel and the guy yeah. purposely rents him out a couple extra an extra room because he knows he, the guy's not going to remember he even tells him he's like you're not going to remember this anyways you know yeah make an extra money off you pretty much is what he what he's telling him the you guy know, even tells uh, him everybody's oh, using it yeah yeah the guy at, at the hotel the even tells him dude you got to remember to get a receipt every time yeah, <laughs> yeah always get a receipt you know, yeah always get a receipt um yeah yeah it's it's oh god going so, you know season. you really don't know who's helping him and who's manipulating yeah. him and it's most most everyone's manipulating him in in, mm -hmm. a, in a certain way and yeah you you feel bad for the guy but in the end you know maybe, maybe he isn't the best person <laughs> either so you know no it's it's one of those movies where no one's an uh ab no one's an absolute hero or villain yeah um yeah. of course you're rooting for this guy right because you're getting to know him yeah. throughout the film um and what i mean by this guy lenny uh guy pierce's character um you're rooting for him you want him to find you want to find out just as much as he does what happened to his wife why is he going through all the things that he's going through mm -hmm. who's who's uh behind any manipulation and yeah. you discover more about his personality more of the life he led before his wife was murdered and yeah you're like oh well he wasn't He's not the stellar. Yeah, he, yeah. He, you well, you find think. out he was an insurance adjuster, and he, yeah. you know, he would, uh, yeah, he would do deal with claims, and he goes into a whole thing about how there's a guy named um, Sammy Jenkins. Sammy Jenkins, Jenkins. Yeah, who he, uh, who he was assigned to, who also had a memory loss, and mm -hmm. Sammy Jenkins. You know, he was he was really out to prove that this guy was faking it, or it wasn't a physical condition; it was a mental condition. And mm -hmm. so much so that, uh, you know, he would uh, he had him tested and all these other things. So he keeps talking about Sammy Jenkins throughout the whole movie. I'd just become an investigator when I came across Sammy. Mr. Samuel R. Jenkins. Strangest case ever. You know, the guy's a 58-year-old semi-retired accountant. He and his wife had been in this car accident. Nothing too serious. But he's acting funny. He can't get a handle on what's going on. The doctors find some possible damage to the hippocampus, nothing conclusive. But Sammy can't remember anything for more than a couple of minutes. 
Can't work, can't do shit. The medical bills pile up, his wife calls the insurance company, and I get sent in. Now, this is my first big claims investigation, so I really check into it. Can I get you some Sammy can think just fine, but he can't make any new memories. He can only remember things for a couple of minutes. He'd watch TV, but anything longer than a couple of minutes was too confusing. He couldn't remember how it began. I like commercials. They were short. Sammy, it's time for my shot. The crazy part was that this guy, who couldn't even follow the plot of Green Acres anymore, could do the most complicated things as long as he learned them before the accident and as long as he kept his mind on what he was doing. Now, the doctors assure me that there's a real condition called anterograde memory loss or short-term memory loss. It's rare, but legit. But every time I see him, I catch this look, this slight look of recognition. So is Sammy Jenkins the real character in his mind? Or is that some, do you know that? I think so. Okay. I, I think so. But, you know, you find out at one point that Joey Pants is telling him because Joey Pants, I think, is the one that knows the real story. You know, it's, yeah. uh, Joey Pants is, he, a, is a guy that you're not exactly sure who he is either. You know, sometimes you think he's a cop. Sometimes you think he's an informant. Sometimes you think he's a con man. Sometimes he's a friend. Sometimes he's a, the villain. You mm -hmm. don't really know for sure where he's coming from, you know. So that's uh, kind of like what's in his mind, the, the main character's mind. Like he doesn't know who this guy really is. Well, he's yeah. going and he's going by whatever clues or notes or photos right. that he's written he, down. he keeps. That's the his only grasp. Uh, it's a very loose grasp on what's happening. Um, are these photos, these Polaroids right. he keeps taking of people, and he'll make notes on the Polaroids or tattoos his body with certain mm -hmm. uh, clues or facts or what he deems as facts. And with, with the, with the Lenny character played by Joey pants, it's, it's a guessing game throughout the whole movie until the truth is revealed. Um, yeah. You don't know what his intentions, what his so, part is. So he good, what do is we he think? He, do we, I think he was probably what a cop, a cop who uh, a dirty cop who was yeah. setting up a drug deal with uh, Carrie Ann Moss's boyfriend. Yes, and used Lenny to kill the guy, so take, that take the he money. can, uh, so he can get the money out of it. And yeah. um, I think, I think that's what his character was. You know, I, you know, at one point he told he told uh, Lenny that he was a uh, he was an informant, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think so. I think he was just using Lenny to, uh, you know, try telling Lenny that this is the drug dealer who killed your killed your wife, just so mm -hmm. that he can take care of the guy and get the money. But but remember remember that one scene where he revealed that you know he 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 already killed the murder that killed his wife. Yeah, long yeah. time he, ago. He said, yeah, he said. And what does it matter to you? I mean, of him gonna, yeah, right. So I, yeah. I think he he is using Lenny Lenny Lenny. Well, yeah. everybody was using him, like uh, Scott said, in some shape as a tool, or form. Yeah. Um. Um. The only that is as close to the truth within this movie that we're gonna get that scene Probably, with Joey yeah. Pants. Mm -hmm. where he reveals what happened and yeah, of course right. we have to take his word for it and as per yeah exactly who, who knows for sure who knows for sure it, it does kind of leave you hanging at the end like is is what the lenny character telling him mm -hmm. the truth um and of course at that point the lenny character guy pierce does make that ultimate decision mm -hmm. you're gonna pay for what you did oh. Big forgiveness, and then you pay. Uh, yeah, 
clue, you freak. Beg my wife's forgiveness before I blow your brains out. Leonard, you don't know what's going on. You don't even know my name. Teddy. That's because you read it off a fucking picture. You don't know who you are. I'm Leonard Shelby. I'm from San Francisco. That's who you were. That's not what you become. Shut your mouth. You want to know, Lenny? Come on. Come on, let's go down to the basement. Let's go down, you and me together. Then you'll know who you really are. No! So in in, in his Polaroids, right, he's, yeah. you can tell that he's he's learning about each character. And then and then at the end when he first he when he first met the um the police detective guy, he just Daddy. wrote his name, right? And then at the end he he another and then he started to write, don't listen to his lies. Don't believe then, his lies. Don't believe yeah. his lies. And then finally he said, kill him. <laughs> yeah, well, well yeah. yeah. In the end, he yeah. he knows he's looking for a, a John G. Yeah. And so he writes down the Lenny's license plate because he knows he's gonna eventually find that license plate and then you know think that this is the murderer and then kill Lenny. So in a way he I think kill Lenny, kill Teddy. You know, mm-hmm. you know, in a way he starts all the events on his own. You know, he's like, okay, I'm gonna kill this guy. You know, I I know how my mind works. I'm gonna think that this is the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. That is probably for me the most heart-wrenching aspect of this movie. Um you get mm-hmm. to that point and I know we totally uh broke away from the plot synopsis yeah i don't yeah i don't think we need there's, there's no way you can try it yeah. yeah this is a hard one to keep track of folks and if you've never watched this film yeah, it sounds sort it. of like a mess from the way we're explaining it, but you'll see why you'll understand why it's it's not the easiest uh movie to 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 tell scene per scene exactly you know you Even gotta you experience this movie for yourself but yeah. that is for me one of the most heart-wrenching moments of the film when when uh guy pierce's character is told what we perceive to be or what's supposed to be the truth from uh, Joey Pant's character, Lenny. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Teddy. Um, Teddy. Teddy, yeah. yeah. And at that moment, um, Lenny has the choice. He's presented with a choice because you got to remember, he lost his wife, Mm -hmm. right? He lost any life he had before this. Um, And all he has left is a life with this severe mental condition he doesn't have much to live for this is what i get from the from the final Mm -hmm. scenes he doesn't have much to live for his reason for being is he's put it upon himself is to find his wife's murder having done his last waking memory is thinking his wife died but the twist is his wife didn't die no yeah that that's the one thing is teddy reveals is that his wife didn't die and that he had been confusing the sammy jenkins thing with his own life yeah, that Sammy Jenkins never had a wife. That oh, the spoiler. Well, not spoiler, but during the movie, <clears throat> uh, he tells the story how Sammy Jenkins has a wife who has diabetes, mm-hmm. and she needs her insulin shot uh, every day, and he always gives it to her, and she thinks he's faking. So she convinces, um, she keeps having Sammy give her the shot over and over again, thinking that he's there's no way he's going to kill her. You know, he's if he's faking, he's not going to you know give her multiple uh, insulin shots. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he does, and she dies. And it's revealed later in the movie that Sammy Jenkins never had a wife. He actually did that to his own wife. And his yes. own wife must have came to the same conclusion, thinking that he was faking or whatever. And he ended up killing his own wife. You know, it wasn't yeah. she, she survived being attacked. Yes. 
that that's the part I'm confused uh, on was the um, the conclusion of uh, Sammy Jenkins doesn't have a wife, but the, his story was telling he he was telling the story. Um, Lenny was telling the story how she overdosed and died, and he's now at the uh, mental men, mental institute, right? Yeah, and did you and see he, the one the quick scene where you see Guy Pierce in the same spot? And and he doesn't even know that his wife uh, exists or uh, alive or dead, right? That was a well, the, yeah, in that in that story, but yeah, that that's that that was a quick like little like split second scene where you you see Sammy Jenkins sitting in the chair in the right. in the hospital, and then you quickly see uh, Lenny, Lenny in that chair, and then it you know fades out, it goes out of the scene. But yeah, I mean, I I think there's there's definitely some logic stuff in here that it doesn't always work, right? There's there's certain things in there you can pick apart. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially near the end of the movie, some of those scenes go on a long time. Like earlier in the movie, there'll be like a four minute, maybe a two, three minute scene and he'll lose his memory. But mm -hmm. in near the end of the movie, there'll be like 10 minutes where he he doesn't lose his memory. You know, some so sometimes where, there's, where he drives to the house near the end of the movie, you know, he finds out, what, you know, he needs to go to this house. He drives whatever distance. It may have been a half an hour of, of new memories, which you haven't seen before in the film. So you think he's you know, that, gradually developing the, the memory? No, I just think that just the way Nolan had to tell the story, I don't think he could get, you know, right. could, he couldn't tell the story in every time in four minute chunks. I think well, eventually what, he had to like cave. Then, then he said that he has uh, as like uh, as much as 15 minutes to uh i don't know i don't i don't remember ever him ever saying it well there was a it. scene where um uh jenkins uh mm. wife keep timing every 15 minutes to give him a oh shot. yeah yeah when the insulin thing yeah, yeah. But that, that's sammy jenkins who knows you know what i mean I, I don't know the 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 character played by <laughs> Catherine moss is it uh uh carrie yeah. ann moss Carrie Ann Moss. okay so that's one of the confusing points what was her motivation she just wanted to get rid of her well, well, like her, her, what her was boyfriend the deal never with came that? back. So basically yeah. with her, her boyfriend's a drug dealer. He's supposed to go meet Teddy to do a big drug deal. And then he doesn't come back. And next time she sees, she sees his car show up. It's Guy, it's Lenny in the car wearing his clothing. And she's like, what, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. I, I know my boyfriend left. Why are you in his car in his clothes? And then she starts to figure out, oh, okay. <clears throat> well, this guy, Teddy must have killed, you know. Her boyfriend, her boyfriend knew about Lenny, so he had met him before. You know, right, yeah. Oh, you're the guy with the memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. You know, so he he knew about Lenny. So who knows what Lenny had been doing with Teddy all this time? You know, maybe his his partner. You know, like I said, he's been going on for about a year or so, supposedly after he killed the guy that killed his wife. Well, I think uh, Teddy was a, was a master manipulator in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He had been oh, using sure. him. He had been using him all this time, maybe but as a henchman who, or whatever. Who was that guy with the black suit chasing him with a gun? That that guy just random, right? Just try to that guy hijack was, the car. Or... He's the guy that owed. Uh, he's the guy was the drug dealer for Carrie Ann Moss's um, boyfriend. So he was the guy that. So that guy was threatening her because Teddy. Uh, after the meeting with Teddy, the guy never came back, and mm -hmm. you know he wanted his drugs or his money, whatever the hell he was supposed to get from the deal too. So she figured she'd send Lenny after him, mm -hmm. get rid of him, and then get rid of Teddy after that. So she's using Lenny too. You know, she's using Lenny as as like a bullet. You know, mm -hmm. Lenny is her gun. It's, mm -hmm. oh, this is such a heart wrenching story. No, it's, uh, it's it's the deeper you get into so, it. 
smart you know and it's yes, so yes. like brilliant. clever it's like oh my god you know every, everybody's manipulating this guy and you know in, in a way he's also you know he, he's not that sympathetic for character you know even like um uh teddy's telling him like hey you know you're he, he, he this is not who you were this is not what your life is you know who are you now <laughs> you know that's what you need to know you know you're not you're not the guy you think you used to be you know you're a different person and you know he's yeah. kicked and yeah he even like decides hey i'm gonna go after teddy you know for whatever reason he knows he's gonna go after him so not not with the yeah. teddy character and and when he reveals what's been happening or what's going on and again you have to take it as you're gonna take it as as a viewer as an audience you're gonna take it however you take it is this the absolute truth mm -hmm. is he just lying to you know for his own purposes but i mean yeah that's my question do you guys believe what Teddy told him, I mean, uh, especially in particular, you know, from what Teddy told him in that scene before he kills him yeah. is basically that he was he started out with good intentions. He wanted to help him. He felt sorry for him. He wanted yeah. to help him find his wife's killer. And once they did, he he thought that it would stick, that it that would retain in his memory yeah. and that he would get a sense of satisfaction from it. Um, he didn't. But he he just it just didn't stick. Do we believe him with that? <laughs> I think you have to. I mean, that's the only way the movie works, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so. I personally don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was like, I don't know if I believe you, Teddy. So <laughs> I, I don't mean to jump into the, at, to the end of the movie. Which of course is, you do. There's no real yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> well, we already so there. We, we, yeah. need, we need kill Teddy, right? That was the end of it. But it's not yeah. the end of his the story. No, because, because it, 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 again. Uh, and he wakes up the next day how again with, right? with a polaroid of teddy dead so he has a polaroid of teddy alive and he has a picture of him where he shot him so yeah mm -hmm. that, that's probably the way he wakes up the next day they should have did memento too one of the running uh things in this movie is 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 him waking up in the hotel room or where it is he was like, where the hell am i you know yeah. that, that was yeah. a constant that happens several times and that's yeah. how the movie ends it's a basically in that note, like, where the hell am I? And he's starting the process over, all over again. Again, this was a choice that the character mm -hmm. uh, Lenny made to continue this because he has nothing. When you think about it, he really has nothing to live for. I could see why he chose this because it gives him a reason to kind of go on. It's the only thing he could grasp onto um, so, to give his life meaning. And, and, and you know, another question, <clears throat> who was on the call with him? That calls him ah, black and white scene. Is it? I, had I think it was Teddy. Is it well, Teddy? They, they said it was a cop. Yeah, because yeah. the, yeah. the guy at the front desk. This is a cop. So I think it's. I think it's Teddy. All right. I so, thought so too. I figured it was Teddy as so well. So does that mean Teddy's uh, is learning about him through this conversation? No, I think he just. He, it's a way to get him. It's a, another way to manipulate him yeah. to get keep him. Uh, you know, paranoid or keep him keep him in his grasp. You know, yeah, I he's think. humoring I think him. You know. Yeah. I right. got the sense that this has been Teddy has a routine with Lenny already. Mm -hmm. He has this down pat and, and they've done probably a lot of atrocious shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, while they've been that, that we have, of course, when we, the audience, the movie viewer, we have, we're not privy to, because they could only tell so much of this story. We're not going to see everything that they've gotten into before this, but you get the sense that they've done a lot of effed up stuff. Yeah. Well, you see the mistakes he makes too. You know, like he has police files at one time, 
you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. somehow like, you know, the pages are missing and he has some stuff from his wife that he ends up burning and he burns mm-hmm. a Polaroid of the, of the guy that the drug dealer guy that he killed. And, you know, yes. he burns, he, uh, so he loses things and he crosses out certain things like those, the Carrie Ann Moss thing, you know, he, he told, I think he said, don't trust her, but he crossed it out and then ended up writing on there. Oh no, she'll help you. She's been yeah. hurt. You know, yeah, so she, he, she's going to take pity on you and help I you. I thought Natalie gave, gave him that information. Like, did Ooh. Natalie, did Natalie yeah. give that information no, 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 to Teddy. About, Teddy. about Teddy's uh, being at the police and that information? No, she, was said that, she said that Teddy um, met her boyfriend and that um, he was the one. But then then later on, she pretends like she doesn't know who Teddy is when he when he mentions Teddy. You know, she's just using him. You know, she she's the same way. She's trying to get what she wants out of it. When yeah. he calls uh, Teddy once, he because he has his Teddy ID, ID with his real name, and uh, mm. who gave him that information? I thought it was Natalie gave him that. Uh, she did, yeah. She gave him the license that says he, his name is John G on there, right? And uh, also the license plate number that he has tattooed on there because she wants him to kill Teddy because Teddy is the one that killed her boy. Or she thinks killed her boyfriend, uh, which was it really wasn't. It was. Uh, it was Lenny. It, it was Lenny, yeah. And, and who yeah. told him to go see Natalie? I think he found Natalie. So he found a coaster in his pocket with mm-hmm. uh, the with the bar in her name on it, and that so that that was that, the clothes he's wearing is her boyfriend's clothes. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't his, uh, you know, it wasn't his clothes for some reason. He, I don't know why he put on on the boyfriend's clothes and took the boyfriend's car, but uh, he did. So yeah, that that's how he ended up at that bar. Yeah. Okay, so the whole movie, the only scene that makes sense was when he opened up Yellow Page and called an escort. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, years yeah. ago, yes. <laughs> that yeah, was the only so scene I, that that was the only scene that he knew exactly what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because he he had the escort just pretend like it's his, you know, pretend like she, it's his wife and is in bed with him, and you know, he wants to relive the. Uh, the morning of when he woke up and she was in the bathroom being attacked and you know he wants to i don't i don't know why but you know he, i thought he was like, gonna the stuff around the room i thought he was gonna kill her in the bathroom and uh, that scene no no i didn't think i, I it, it was pretty clear i think to me to me at least that that he just wanted to recreate that scene again you, you got to understand with this character that that's all he has that mm-hmm, moment yeah. when his wife was killed and and whatever his perception of that moment was that's all he has. That's all. That's, that's all he, he has. How he remembers his wife, and yeah. he's holding on to that memory for dear life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no matter how traumatic it is for him, that's all he has, and 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 so that's why he decides. That's why he makes that ultimate choice to keep pursuing, to keep mm-hmm. pursuing this lie, and and building his life around that. And and again, you know, as I as I recite this, man, it's like. Jesus Christ! It's it's just more heartbreaking. <laughs> this this movie's gonna tear you apart, audience. If you yeah. haven't watched it, I'm telling you right now, get ready, man, because not only is it a mind bender the way yeah. the story is told, the way the plot progresses, um, but when you come to the realization of what happened or what you think actually happened, according to a uh, Joey Pants character, it is heart wrenching, absolutely heart wrenching. Well, I guess I can only make you remember the things you want to be true. Like old Jimmy down there. He's not the right guy. He was to you. Come on, you got your revenge. Enjoy it while you still remember. What difference does it make whether he was your guy or not? It makes all the difference. Why? You're never going to know. Yes, I will. No, you won't. I will. Somehow. 
I'll you know. won't remember. When it's done, I will know. It'll be different. Well, I thought so, too. In fact, I was sure of it, but you didn't. That's right. The real John G. I helped you find him over a year ago. He's already dead. Don't lie to me anymore. Look, Lenny. I was the cop assigned to your wife's case. I believed you. I thought you deserved a chance for revenge. I'm the one that helped you find the other guy in your bathroom that night. The guy that cracked your skull and fucked your wife. We found him. You killed him. But you didn't remember. So I helped you. Start looking again. Looking for the guy you already killed. Oh, yeah? So who was he? Just some guy. I mean, does it even matter who? No reason, Lenny. No conspiracy, just bad fucking luck. A couple of junkies too strung out to realize your wife didn't live alone. But when you killed him, I, I was so convinced that you'd remember. But it didn't stick. Like, nothing ever sticks. Like, this won't stick. I mean, yeah. You, you know, this movie, I, it's, it's not really ending. Like, I almost think that he should not kill Teddy because if Teddy's dead and what's going to happen to him? He has not. There's oh, no someone leave. else is going to manipulate him or, you know, he's going to be arrested or whatever, dead. Yeah, it's not like, he's not one of those ending that's not completely satisfied or answer well, any, a, any, any questions. You know? Well, it closes a chapter in his life, you know, for sure. Um, Chris Nolan, you know, with, with Chris Nolan, the director and storyteller, the, the, I think the running theme across all of his movies is uh morality right the morality of the characters involved and why they do the things they do why they make the choices that they make mm. that that's really he he puts his characters into very unnatural circumstances and it's about the choices they make while being in those circumstances and it, it, the reason i say this in 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 response to what you just said Joey P is that that's how life is mm -hmm. it's it's there's no definite um, people make their choices. We make our choices in life for whatever reason, given the set of circumstances that we find ourselves in. And those choices may appear to be the right or wrong reasons at mm -hmm. the time, hopefully the right reasons, but it doesn't end the the story. It's just a choice you make so that you can carry so you, on. And, so you can and, draw into your own conclusion. Exactly. And the consequences are what the consequences are. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, that's how life is. You make your choices and you just deal with the consequences as you go on through life. He, he should just be a Buddhist monk, man. That's fucking no. Well, <laughs> someone would have to steer him that way. Someone would have to like uh, manipulate him to do it. But yeah. yeah. No, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's so, true, June. What you said would make sense. because Of course it, it's true. I, I, I worked hard on it's that. A, that. It's a teachable really moment, that. but it's not really teaching you <laughs> until moment. you discover those co conclusions yourself almost. Yeah. I think that's one of the best type of story. You know, it's the, one of the best types of story is that when you're dealing with the human condition and why people do the things that they do, mm -hmm. um, because it's stuff that we could all relate to. At, at the very least, it forces you to ask, what would I do in that situation? If if I was in uh, Guy Pierce's character's position, what would I do? You know, I asked myself that at the very end, like he made a very effed up decision. You know, mm -hmm. that that makes you question his morality, his sense of ethics. But at the same time, what would I do? Because mm -hmm. if I have yeah. nothing to live for, mm -hmm. you need a reason to live. Everybody needs a reason to get up in the morning True. and to continue yeah. with this thing called life. Um, even a loose idea of where we want to be 10 years from now, whatever it may be. This guy has that. This character doesn't have that at all. 
-hmm. and he chooses to live in that moment in that particular moment no matter how traumatic it was for him that's all he has again that's what makes this story so freaking sad it's it's like Mm -hmm. oh god it's breaking my heart to sing all this i'm not a killer i'm just someone who wanted to make things right Can I just let myself forget what you've told me? Can I just let myself forget what you've made me do? to look for your Janji so you can be my Janji so I I have a good question for you guys okay this is this is a, a good serious question you know I watched this movie with Mary last night this is her question oh boy I, I'm interested maybe the only question during, during the too. film she said um so was it that easy to order escorts uh back in the day you just go in the phone book and you look <laughs> up an escort and you can call them and they show up I'm asking for you Joe I figured yeah, this is Mary's question but so Joe, can you answer the question, please? I'm, I'm more interested to uh, to 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 hear your answer, Scott. I hope you didn't say anything. Like, I don't. Know. I, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I I, I don't think so. I don't think it was that, that easy. Is the correct answer. If there is a correct answer, that that it and, would be, it would and, be that. And then you said, normally I just drive down Central, right? You said, yeah, I'm, <laughs> you just wave dollar bills out the window, right? I mean, I thought that's what it worked. What kind of um, booker are you looking for, uh, dollar? Me, the way I would have handled that question, and of course, Joey P, you still haven't answered the question, but I'll go first. I would have, t- I would have added uh, a, a sense of being offended by that question, just mm. to ensure. <laughs> I'm like, why the hell would you ask me that question? Exactly. <laughs> that I was ordering escorts? Like, like, why would I know the answer to that question? Yeah. That would have well, been I my response. I, I would ask you guys, because I figured you guys would know the answer. So. I, will, I will reply with, <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> you probably would have. <laughs> but, you know, this is, a, in all seriousness, this is a great movie to watch with somebody else. Because we did continue to keep talking about the movie <laughs> no, no, afterwards. Because no. this is a great movie to discuss with somebody to, to, to try to figure out the plot. Yeah. And you know, no, I, I, I think it's a very engaging no. film. I was in the middle of a movie. Elle came home and she's, I had on my <laughs> earphone <clears throat> and she's like, no, turn it up. I want to hear it too. I said, no, you don't want no, to listen to this. You don't want to. You don't. You don't. <laughs> no. it's, 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 it's just, it's a very sad story. It's a great movie. It's even greater the way Nolan chose to tell this story and film this. Is You know, uh, and this is to me. I don't know if you guys are, would agree on this. To me, this is Christopher Nolan light. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is when he was just kind of starting out as a filmmaker. Well, this is before film. like big stuff. Yeah, but yeah, and this, this, to this, me, this by is, them, this is trippy for sure. Yeah, it's trippy as, as fuck. But to me, it's kind of Chris Nolan light because uh, you know this was yeah, just that, a taste of mm-hmm, things to yeah. come. Because in in premise, uh, the plot to Memento. Is actually quite simple. It's a very I mean, simple very premise. Simple. Yeah, right? no, it's just not like a highbrow thing. Yeah, it's just <clears> in the way he chose to tell the story that that just forces you to think. It just for as you discover what's going on, it forces you to 
connect with the character and put yourself in the situation and and you just end up asking yourself, what would i do so all right sad. well i guess we can this is probably about the review time i think we've been reviewing it or we've been giving our opinion of it for the last like 10 minutes <clears throat> but it so uh <laughs> i think joe may, maybe you, you start us out it you know there's another part two of mementos uh you you didn't know scott it's called 50 okay. first dates uh, God, don't, don't, don't compare these movies please <laughs> Which, you think Adam Sandler saw this movie and was like, "Oh, <laughs> I, I got an idea." Uh, uh, no, this movie, I, I, I honestly thought, it, you know, it, it could go in many, many ways. Like, yeah. depend on on how much attention you paid into the movie. Like, you know, it could be a profound uh, sort of enlightenment movie. Like, you can awake yourself, you know, understanding yourself, or you could say this fucking movie is terrible. You know, it's going really. Like, I don't know. I'm I just think, saying, like, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it depends on how you perceive it, right? Because if you pay a lot of attention to it, you understand the the, the character, yeah. you understand mm -hmm. the plot, or you, yeah. you know, I think it's um, it's deeper than because the whole movie takes place only like a day or two, uh, yeah, yeah pretty you much, know? or at least you think because again, <clears throat> right. you're, you're getting it a you're seeing it through his eyes, right? And, and yeah. at the same time, you, you are trying to. The whole time you're watching this movie, you are and try to understand the character, try to understand the story, and then the movie's playing for backward, right? You start from the big ending and going to reveal certain characters, as if he's he himself waking up and try to understand and you know each character at the same time, even though things has usually it was done, <clears throat> so he would not learn anything until he did did it first. Basically, he did something. He took a mental note of it, or not mental note, a, a photo picture, wrote it down. So basically, he's learning as it's not as he go. He's learning from what he did. You know, it's almost like it's not like how typical people learning as you go. He mm. learning things from what he did. The big that you need to learn the movie from the big from the ending, not from the beginning. You know, mm. so that's that's why every character reveal itself as it goes but it's not from the beginning but it you know it's from the the, the from the past I, so i'm so confused right now well <laughs> yeah i know just, just get your review i don't, I don't know basically I, I i i find it very interesting indeed the movie is very interesting, interesting. In, and in terms of like um how the director making the movie and how he kind of showed the movie so is it good i think it's it was good, but it's more interesting than the movies. The way the movies was uh, was how they made. I get it. what you're saying. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like you could love the movie not because of the plot. You love the movie because the way it was how the movie was made. So the mm -hmm. the plot to me is not anything special, but the way the movie was made made was very interesting. It it only it doesn't just. Um, makes you think about the movie. You you at some point you forget who you know who cares who kills his wife, but you you like June. You mentioned you know it's almost um, it gives you a certain point of view in life. You know how you look at yourself, how you think about things. You know it, it's it's um, even though it's submittably not talk about it but you you see it the more you think about the movie it's so the movie plot it was okay but the movie itself it was very interesting very good 
Okay. So how how good was it? Uh, good. <laughs> good. I wasn't yeah. damn good. It's just good. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. It's my turn, I guess. Uh, June. When I, when I first watched this movie over 20 years ago, and again, I saw it with my wife. She was the one that turned me on to this movie, thankfully. Never heard of Chris Nolan before this. Never heard of this movie. We watched this, I believe, we didn't watch this in the theater. We watched this uh, um, on DVD, upon DVD release. And back in that day, I was a struggling musician, struggling artist. Um, I lived a certain lifestyle. And I was a crazy pothead, right? So I watched this movie under the influence, right? I was very, I remember I was very, so I don't think, it it definitely resonated with me, but watching it with someone else and watching it under the influence of something, I didn't fully grasp the gravity of the, the situation that this character was in. I just knew that I had watched something that had never been done before. Um, cinematography wise, telling a story in the way Chris Nolan chose to tell this story. And I, at least I had never seen anything like that before. And that was the biggest takeaway for me. And upon rewatching it um, just yesterday, watching it alone with no distractions. And again, this was the one movie where I didn't take one note because it just, the, the nature of this movie doesn't allow for that. You cannot take your eyes off of the screen it's mm-hmm. one of those movies you got to devote your full attention and mental prowess to. You do. Or else when if you blink, you'll miss something and you will you will rewind. I guarantee you. You're going to feel like, what just happened? Because the nature of the way in which this was told, it's loopy. It's loopy. It's just going back and forth or back and forth. Just mm-hmm. when you think you're a step ahead, it takes you two steps back. And you have to find like, wait a minute, I got to rewind back to that scene to fully understand what I'm watching now. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. one of Chris Nolan's many talents um, to keep you riveted within the story with your eyes on the screen. You need to focus. And I think that's to to what Joe Joe AP said before. This is not the type of movie for everybody. I, I think the nature of movies is distraction right the nature of movies is to take you to outside of your everyday life and -hmm. put you in another story and hopefully it's entertaining enough that for those two plus hours or whatever the case may be you know you're in another world you're in another perception you're in another space mentally that's the beauty and the magic of filmmaking that's why i love movies to be able to take me within a story to pull me in um you're a part of this story now that is the true magic of movie making, of filmmaking. I'm a big proponent. I'm a big fan of storytelling at its essence. You give me a good story and, and allow me to get engrossed in that story, that's golden. That's the main objective to me with movies, with books, with comics, whatever I'm doing at the time, whatever I'm reading or taking in. As I said before with Christopher Nolan, this is Christopher Nolan light. This is him throwing something at us early on in his filmmaking career. And it's just a precursor of what to come, of what he would do afterwards. Um, And some would say, you know, he has some failings. Some say he would have successes, right? Um, We spoke about movies like Tenet, where where well-acted, cinematography-wise, amazing. But the story was like, eh, right? And and by, by Chris Nolan's standards, that's, I guess, many people would call that a failing. This movie is not one of those movies. This movie really 
touched me in a way that I didn't expect upon rewatching. It really sat heavily in my heart and mind. I agree with Joey P in that it is more about the way the story is told than it is about the actual plot itself. As we said before, the plot is relatively simple. It's a mm -hmm. very simple premise. But, um, you know, Scott asked earlier, what do we think? How do you, how do we think he wrote this story? Uh, you know, as, as a somewhat of a storyteller myself, I have written stories, I've written comics, I've written stuff like that. Nowhere near on this level. Um, I'll never be as good as Christopher Nolan as a storyteller. But I have a semblance of what it takes to write a story, to, to go through a story beginning, middle, and end. And the way he plays, his his constant theme throughout all of his movies, most of his movies, I should say, is the way he plays with time, is the way he plays with the viewer's perception. If I tell a story this way or that way, it'll take the audience this way or that way. He He makes very conscious and specific decisions with the way he tells a story. And it's just his brilliance. That's his magic. That's what he offers to the art of filmmaking is his way of viewing, uh, to take a, a simple premise such as this one in Memento and to turn it into what it ultimately ultimately became. Brilliant, freaking brilliant. Um, I'm glad, I'm so glad we decided to do this movie. I did not expect for this movie to touch me the way it did. Um, the more I think about this and the more we've discussed, and I knew in discussing this movie for this episode, I was going to learn more about the intricacies of the plot because each one of us is going to catch certain things that maybe the other didn't. It, mm -hmm. I knew it was going to allow us to ask questions about the plot and what happened here and clarify this. And I'm glad we did that because it clarified and gave the movie a deeper resonance for me. Um, and I again, you can't start me on a rant this is the soliloquy that you get I, I i took the long way on this how good was it i love this movie it's damn good it's so damn good i i it reminded me of the power <laughs> of film and that you could take a, any kind of premise but you have so many choices in how to convey that premise to convey that plot and reveal it to the audience again the magic of christopher nolan's storytelling is just holy shit so how good was it for me this movie has it all it has thrills it has suspense and most of all um the characterization you know along with a good story along with the way you're telling a story as a storyteller you gotta have characters that the audience can sympathize with you know, even if the character, even if the audience hates the character for whatever reason, whether it's love or hate or feels sorrow or, or empathy or sympathy, you got to be able to connect with the character. That was another brilliant thing that Chris Nolan did with this character, Lenny, played by Guy Pearce. You, you connect with the character in a way that even if you're rooting for him and which you probably are for most of the movie, you feel you're sympathetic with this guy's um situation you want him to win and what makes it even more heart-wrenching is when you get to that end and and things kind of come together at least enough for you to make a a, a resolution as far as the plot you're like holy shit like ah okay I, 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 again how good was it sorry guys i took the loan <laughs> how good was it? it it was damn good i love this movie i can't <laughs> recommend it enough 
if if anyone in the audience, you know, the two, three people that listen to this podcast, every one of you should go watch this movie. You make up your own mind. Let us know what you yeah. think, if we're full of shit or whatever. But for me, how good was it? Damn good. So go, Mr. Scott. <laughs> oh, okay. Make it short, right. Scott. That, that, that'd Sorry. be great if like June, June did all that. You both had long reviews and at the end. You're like, yeah, it was just okay. You know, how good was it? Yeah, right. it's, 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 it's all right. It's no, right. no, it's uh. So, yeah, I think I said in the first half that I, for the longest time, I probably said this was my favorite <laughs> movie. Um, for sure, in the, a lot of the early 2000s, I would have told anyone who asked me this was my favorite movie. And, you know, I hadn't watched it for a long time. I was pretty sure that it, it was up there near the top of the list for the Nolan films. And, um, you know, I, I was really looking forward to watching it. And, and yeah, I mean, this, this movie is one of those movies that, that stays with you. Uh, I can remember that from the first time I saw it. I could not stop thinking about the movie when I left the theater and talking about it. You know, I saw it with Mary then. You know, I saw it with her 23 years ago and I saw it again with her last night. And it was the same thing. You know, the second you, you were done with the movie, you just start talking about it and, you know, your thoughts on it. And it it just stays with you. And I, you know, all night I thought about it and I thought about it this morning and I'm sure I'll be thinking about it, you know, the next couple of days because it just, it's so it's so well done and it just it just you're always thinking about it. it's a big puzzle and it's a puzzle that nolan reveals to you backwards and he is he is messing with it and like joe said you know i think the story itself there's not a lot to the story but he the way he reveals it and like peels back the layers like a layer of an onion you know he's peeling it back and giving you a little bit more and a little bit more and revealing the plot is just so masterfully done and for a guy to, for his second film to you know to to do this is just a crowning achievement i mean i i saw this in tenant back to back and and not tenant this in oppenheimer back to back and man i i i think this is a better movie than oppenheimer and i like wow. oppenheimer a lot you know it's just it's i just cannot believe that this is a, a filmmaker who this is his second film uh yeah you know great performances great cast yes. uh well shot how good was it? it? It was damn good. And I, I think this this is type of movie that you cannot duplicate. You know, it's oh, a, no. you know, no, it has it's a so signature. original. Yeah, like yeah, it's as it, original it would... movie as I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, and and I could definitely, I, I totally see where Joe AP is coming from, as far as again, you know, he mentioned, he said it perfectly, that it's a, it's this movie is about. I don't the know way about perfectly, of... but yeah, go, well, go ahead, June. Okay. <laughs> Let June talk, Scott. Let June talk. Yeah, perfectly is it? That's yeah. Uh, that's don't don't think about it. Let, let just let June talk. It it is uh, one of the things that the Joe Joe P said is is that that uh, it's the way it's more about the way the story is told. It's definitely true. He's on point with that. It's about the way the, the story the story in itself is is a pretty simple plot, and it could have been told in a a, a number of ways, right? It's it's all a choice in the filmmakers and everyone involved in how they want to uh, choose to tell a story that, mm -hmm. that goes with any story with any movie, yep. but it, it's just, it was, it's a master stroke. It's a master stroke. I, I, I mean, uh, what Chris Nolan did with storytelling again, it, it was a big, it was a very strong precursor to what was coming later in his career as a filmmaker. I think better than, I think the way he told uh, yeah, the story is not, better. I think some of the other ones are even more confusing, like inception and, uh, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, what's the interstellar you know the to me those are uh those are a little too sci-fi i like that this is a simple plot and this yeah. is just a film noir you know it's not uh well, that just goes to show you eyebrow thing 
it just goes to show you that he could tell you any story and make it very interesting. You well, know, oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing about Chris Nolan at this point is, you know, he's he's made his mark. He's one of those filmmakers that he can call the shots. Right. Mm -hmm. He can he can get the budget he needs. I mean, he, filming Oppenheimer and totally in IMAX and, and you know, using all this. It, at this point, you know, he's one of those filmmakers. He's a very smart filmmaker. All right. He knows which which side his bread is buttered on. You know, I, I think he knows that people are going to go for the spectacle of his movies visually. Right. It's a cinematic experience watching his movies. I, you, when you're going to see any of his movies, uh, Dunkirk, uh, Dark Knight, you're going to get some serious eye candy. That's a given. You know, I remember when Inception came out and watching the trailer for that. And it was like, what the hell is happening yeah, with the city wrapping up on itself? You know, this stuff, mm -hmm. he's always trying to provide things that you've never seen before. But like Scott said, man, this mm -hmm. movie, he didn't have the budget. He didn't have those kind $9 of... $9 million. Dollars. Yeah. Nine really? Million. Yeah, I didn't even look at the facts for this movie. Wow. I mean, that puts it into perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't mean... have the these uh, luxuries. He didn't have the luxuries that a, 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 a big name filmmaker has. He mm -hmm. had to rely mm -hmm. on cinematography, on camera work, on editing. Mm -hmm. Brilliantly done. Brilliantly done. That... It just shows that he Is doesn't, it... you know, if he had the choice, he doesn't need those big uh, visual spectacles if he chose to. He does it, obviously, because he wants to tell the story to full effect. And he wants his vision to be conveyed conveyed on screen. And of course, a big budget helps in that manner. But he doesn't need it. He didn't need it for this film. Yeah. So some, you want to hear a crazy fact with him, though? Oh, hold well, on, Joe. So oh. he... <laughs> don't mean to talk to you, Joe. But, uh, so yes, you do. <laughs> I, I was just listening to an interview with um, with uh, Killian Murphy, the guy mm -hmm. from Oppenheimer, the lead character. Yeah. When Nolan films all these films, he only uses himself a cameraman in a boom mic he doesn't you know unless oh. he has like a really huge like you know shot that way he has to have multiple cameras to get it and he doesn't have like a playback village so you know how like most directors they'll film a scene they'll go walk over look at it on how yeah. it played out and decide oh maybe i'll reshoot it this doesn't look the way i want it mm -hmm. now he knows he blocks it he has his, his shot that he wants to do and then then trust in it and if it wow. he doesn't see it, if it looks right to his eye, he's just going to cut. He's like, OK, that's good. Let's go on instead of going and checking it. So think of how some of the scenes he does, how intricate and how hard they are for him to shoot it that way is is astounding. I mean, I, I just don't know crazy. how a director could do that, not that's go crazy. and want to check his work. You know? So it's, it's, it's so he doesn't have to do retake. Oh, he only he only do well only if he... he catches it with his eyes yeah like mm. if he says his eye oh i don't like that shot let's, let's okay. shoot again but he doesn't go look at it he doesn't not till he actually finishes it and edits it after the movie's done shooting oh, then okay. then he goes back and edit and starts editing he's he's trusting his instinct he's saying uh, i'm gonna do this take and i'm not gonna rewatch it and if it feels right then that's what we're gonna go with that's what's mm -hmm. going to be. That's what the viewer is going to see come hell or high water. That's a that's a very brave thing to do as a filmmaker. That's very brave. Yeah. Sure. yeah so what, mm -hmm. can, what more can we say? Any other notes about Christopher Nolan, his incredible uh, career and this movie? In well, I think we'll touch on that when we do Oppenheimer. We'll go. We'll, we'll do. We'll go over his career some. Yes. Yes. I am watching Oppenheimer. I haven't bought my ticket, so I'm I'm leaving it to chance. That. Oh, gee. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm going to buy my ticket right after we go off the air. Joey P has his ticket. He's going to watch it tonight. Uh, it's going to be interesting after watching Memento. 
um, at, at the very least to see how far Chris Nolan has come as a filmmaker. Um, but with that, we end this session. Thank you for joining us as always. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Um, say bye, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Have a good day. Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.